are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me as always is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hiya, guys. Hope you are having a fantastic day, and uh, hope you had a good 4th of July weekend, if you're American. If you're British, yeah, sorry about that. We won. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, not really. No. I hope you really did. Um, You know, light up fireworks, enjoy a great barbecue. I could have come to the United States on the 4th of July, like all those years ago, but I guess the flights just kind of didn't work out or were a bit on the privacy side at the time. Ah, all right. Maybe one day. Yeah, still, I could have probably, you know, experienced a Las Vegas fireworks show on the 4th, but hey, I suppose it's what it is. But yeah, I hope you guys had a great, great America Day. And all that jazz. <laughs> and next on, anyway, next on the show, we have our interim host, Noble. And it's a nice, cool day outside where I am. Right, that's right. Me too. Some sun's out. Ain't so bad. It's winter. I know. And it's been a very strange winter. We've just been getting so much fluctuations. It's been warm this week. Ish, kinda. And rainy, so fun. And joining us on the show, we have Icy Popper. This is some good shit. How you doing, guys? Thank you for letting me be on the show on this fine day. And uh, happy 4th of July to you all, too, even though it's belated. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Good, good. Dude, my whole neighborhood that. was, like, exploding. Like, same look out the here, window, like, everywhere. It's booming all night. Incredible. Same here. It was, like, World War Eight. Oh, God. Like, at that point, we're going to have, like, nuclear-grade fireworks. Yeah. That sucked. Hmm. Well, it sounds dangerous and fun at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Shaz Windows. Somebody will make somebody will make it happen. You, you can bet on it. Now, wow. aside from that, though, I've been, I've been seeing as well, like, you guys basically partied long into the night and just blasted fireworks that late. Happens a lot. That's what me and my brother was doing. I ain't seen him in five years up until that on the fourth. We were hitting it off launching like a fireworks by the band load. Mm-hmm. So it was I me know. and my and my uncle came with us too and met my uh brother. He's not biologically my brother, but we best friends. Right. So um bit of um housekeeping first and foremost. Who here, amongst you, all of you listening and viewing, and even to us, who here is excited for free for all? Oh, heck yeah, dude! Totally. I can try to, I'm going to try to show up. I can't make any promises though, but I will try my best. Okay, be... I want it'll be my first convention too. So, oh wow! And to relive all of this, we have a story for you. We've got this, the story of Free For All 2022 as placed on our website and written by Avira himself. Hey, oh. cool. 
It only oh, took me yeah. about a year to finally finish it. <laughs> but I suppose the timing is better now than never, hey? Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure, man. It's a total blast. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's... To say that um, the con, it was an ordeal to get the con set up was um, an under, the understatement of the century. But <laughs> For real. in the end, all of us who put our hands in the Raiders, we were peaceful. We, we triumphed. I'm committed to you guys, let's just say that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I think this is the first and only fur con ever to be cancelled by other furries based on radical politics. So the fact that... You know, it was successful, <laughs> really. Uh, Avera, I really suppose good. the best way to put it is that people flip busted a nut over basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, really. The literal <laughs> idea of having fun is considered to be problematic. Wow. Right? How dare you? You must Goodness. have fun, but only our kind of fun. And yet. Ah, the I ball mean, pit. Amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do next time. <laughs> for, well, for those of you uh, who, who can't like see this, like if, if you're just listening, we had like this tiny like a kiddie pool type of like ball pit thing, pretty much like a you know satire of Dashcon. But man, the memes were delicious. The reactions were delicious. <laughs> awesome. It was just placed there at the right position at the right time. It was perfect. Oh my god, it was so funny. But yes, dude, your legacy, your triumph, and the class <laughs> of 22. Mm -mm. Look at another wagon there. Well, and you know what? Not not too far off, and Free For All is set to do it all over again. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it was so much fun last year. Like, it was actually, like, the first time ever that I was uh, for it. First, you're dancing like in front of a crowd of people. Never done that before, and I'm not like a professional or anything. You know, it's just no, having fun. It's not like I was competing or anything. But it was, uh, you know, some different. I, I didn't drink enough water, unfortunately. I was pretty overheated after that. But yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, even then, cool. a lot of a lot of fursuiters aren't professional dancers themselves. You know, they just. I'm gonna have to take my mic off for a second. Right, but, but those who are, like, they're super, like, pretentious about it. Right, right. I think I remember oh, yeah. watching uh, one video on YouTube of, like, a quote-unquote professional dancer, and she was all like, you're making a mockery of what we do. It's, yeah, like, what? What the hell are you talking about? A mockery? Get out of here. Come on. I'm not some professional or whatever the hell. <laughs> Ridiculous. If you were a professional dancer, you wouldn't be out here mocking the rest of them, and you just basically get out there and earning it. Right? Like, that's what she said, though. She's like, it was unchoreographed, and there was no passion, like, being all pretentious and facetious and whatnot. Crazy. But, whatever. I'll be doing it again this year. A couple weeks, actually. Can't wait to see all the great talent that's going to show up on board this year. Oh, yeah. yeah that's going to be great. Indeed. As Can you always, guys still you know, hear me clearly? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So, yeah. To, I just put relive, something on. To relive this triumph and this story, you, you know, our story is up on the Furry Raiders website. And, um, as, and you can scroll back through some of our past episodes, namely hashtag uncancelable. Where you can hear the story from our voices. 
Right on. Yep. Hey, Joel, may I ask you a question? Yes. Wasn't the name, the very first uh, podcast name Raiders of the Lost Ark or something? Lost. Yeah, Arf. Arf, that's <laughs> what it was. That was pretty interesting. Damn, I didn't even first... know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I... kind of a cute pun. Yeah, that was the very first episode. That was before you were in it, Avera. Right. Like well, I think a, at the yeah. time we had a special guest, and um, yeah. yeah that, I think that was and Foxer, right? Or Rags, might have been. Rags, yeah. And then Foxer was kind of just on board, helping it out. So yeah, you know, just getting everything, it. just getting everything started and everything. Yeah, yeah but you know, it's pretty it was... awesome though. Is uh, the Furry Raiders like the Raiders Rambles? Like this is the, the longest, longest continuously running furry themed podcast in the world. Currently. It's so um, easy to think about, but yeah, there was it is. another one actually. What the the zoophile one? No, no. Uh, Ew. Oh, yeah. sorry, I, th- I was thinking of something else. Oh, Furcast. That's um, Furcast is out of circulation now. What? Yeah. What happened? Not sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, Furcast would have been the longest running, continuously longest running furry show, podcast, whatever you wish to call it, but they have um, since stopped their operations. Huh. my knowledge. But, yeah, anyway, that aside, we're, um, yeah, we're here, we're happy to keep going, you know, going as far as long as we can. Groovy. Anyway, um, now that all that housekeeping aside, let's get on to, um, the meat and bones of this week's show, and yeah, and a couple of events did have happened last week as we were, um, you know, honoring our esteemed guests. We had Anthrocon, and wow, something else actually stole the show at Anthrocon. What? It wasn't the it wasn't the first race. That's basically part and parcel of the show. It wasn't anything else. It wasn't the parade. It was. Fox on a string. Wait a minute. I think I've seen something regarding that. It was on for Affinity. I think it might have been a week weekday short. It showed like a fox on a puppet. That's right. That's a fox. A fox that was a puppet. Let me let me let me see if I can find that. As a matter of fact. I want to see if this is right. Give me a second, okay? <laughs> it was it was pretty creative. I think it was like like two and a half, maybe three feet tall. We're about to find look out. Look at that. This has me. This has <laughs> me extremely. I want to see if I find. Okay, I think you're. I'll take a look. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, I get. Never mind. I thought it was a lot bigger than it actually was. Damn perspective. Still, though, pretty funny. Twitter yeah. was wild with, like, the memes about it. And not just that, he was out there taking it, and he was... the Look at him. Look at the little sprightly fox go and dance. Oh, yeah. Right in the wave, uh... smack and bang. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Cooper Tom. He hates 
That's, uh, that's can you guys cool, still hear like me? That design, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Oh my God! Yeah, look at it. yeah that's the one I'm talking. That's one I think I've seen. Yes. Yeah. The fact oh that it's like Mr. Wiggles, and like it's all like uh, cartoonish. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. Are you fucking serious? Yep. <laughs> I should have went. I would have. I would have been videotaping. I'll be like, only at Anthrocon would you see shit like this. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, it's it's hundred percent facts. You really gotta hand uh, it to the guy. It's some um, puppeteering <laughs> is just. It's really puppeteering that's so well done. Right, I've and, seen and, something... like back in like the the early days of the fandom, you know, like the late eighties, early nineties, they had a lot more of that kind of stuff. You know, people had like uh, parrots on the, their shoulders or like ferrets or whatever. Was it much more common back then? Now, eh, not really too much. Not so much. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then now, the, I guess the first is just kind of were the in thing. Yeah, because designs improved dramatically. <laughs> if you were to see a fursuit from like the nineties, bruh, it's some spooky stuff. <laughs> like, no wonder why people hated furries. No, that wasn't why. But at the same token, like the fursuits from the nineties were just—I mean, they were primitive looking. Like only a few pioneers had the. I guess they had the arts, you know, the artisanry skill and know-how to, uh, to just go for it. Yeah, it was kind of like a experimental type, you know, different uh, techniques then, were and developed. Guess, and then eventually took off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you have, like, a like very realistic fursuit suit. You ever see, like, the ones from uh, Japan, like, the wolves and stuff? Dude, like, they look, like, real... Yeah, but, animals. That, but the crazy. thing I'm interested about in Japanese fursuits are the eyes. Yes, that's oh, very true. Yeah. I think it's called right. uh, the, the kimono style. Kimono style, yes. Yeah, that's like the they actually look like anime characters. Really incredible. You know, like the whole cultural influence. They have a very large eyes, you know, kind of short uh, snouts. But like eyes like like a plastic cover over them most of the time. Like they look like anime characters. Pretty wild. Hmm. Oh, very much so. I would totally love to get my hands on a Japanese fursuit. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of them before um, in person. Pretty awesome. Actually, the first one I ever saw was at Anthrocon, actually, years ago. Um, I was trying to talk to someone, and I think I was asking them, like, when some event was going on, but he didn't speak English. So I'm guessing it came directly found from it. Japan. Hey, guys, I found it. I found it. I found... I want to show this to you so bad. I'm going to send this in the uh, link real quick. Oh, what? The uh, the puppet thing? Yes. I found something similar. I'll send you a link in the... Uh, I sent it in the chat. Right, right, right. Okay. Tell me if that's the same one. All right. Let me have, have a look at it quickly. Well, kind of hard to miss, though. It's a white... Kind of like Arctic fox looking sort of thing. Yeah, it's like similar. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. it. I mean, the art and the memes that have been made of this puppet have just become. It's become so. <laughs> Even Zeta Haru is making this pup meme. Every, every well known 
Come on, you know everybody's gonna capitalize. I gotta, I gotta get in the digital art so I can make some furry memes. That'll get me popular. <laughs> oh, look at that! so cute. Look at this. Oh my god, that's my favorite. So full of memes and relevant references of this time. That's so contemporary. Yeah. Look, that's Here's actually you. that's actually a gay couple, and they're so cute. Right, but look at it. Twitter says if you reach your limit. Yep. Now Twitter's basically enforcing these view limits for, um, and you have to be logged in to view Twitter. Oh. Like six hundred tweets a day, give or take. My goodness. Yeah, and then you know what? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know what's over there? See what this purple little thing over there? That's a grimace shake. <laughs> Man, this fandom is so awesome. It's full of like so many creative people. This is one like, of my favorite time this and is... effort to make something like this. I mean, damn. this is one. This is one of my favorite artists. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of this artist. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like in the last panel, he's twerking like those dollar hey. bills like being thrown at him. Hey, Joel. Oh, <laughs> It's Just out of curiosity, am I allowed to turn my camera on when I have a pup hood on, or is that a no-no? Well, webcams are completely optional for our guests, so realistically... But you okay. know what? I, I will say this, though. Um, there's a time and a place for everything. Ah. I always go out in public wearing this, and nobody bats an eye. They, in fact, admire it. <laughs> All right. Anyway... But if you don't want me to, that's fine. Um, <laughs> sorry about that awkward happening. There were more things that did happen at Anthrocon. Some, some great, like that puppet. Some not so great, such as um this giant sticker bombed pole. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you see a lot of that around Pittsburgh during like Anthrocon times. You Every see year, a lot like, of... they, they scrape them off, but like <laughs> they just get like, covered. I see a lot of this in Columbus and Reynoldsburg here in Ohio. No, Especially with this you know, is uh, probably more acceptable way of mocking your territory. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> you are right, but with you know. <laughs> oh my goodness, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Well, now that you see it, now that you put it that way, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, yes, as we were looking at this, each sticker on the pole is a $100 fine to Anthrocon. Each sticker at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center is a $250 fine to Anthrocon. Wait, AC was fined $13,000 this year? For stickers? What the f- What? What? Thirteen grand. They were fined because of this. Like, how is it Anthrocon's fault? Like, they can't control what people do with stickers. What the hell. Rude. They're just some. Uh... Shoot. What do you call them? I mean, what do you call them, Avera? I don't know. But like, I, I guess technically, like, if Anthrocon wasn't happening uh, that weekend, I guess the city wouldn't be polluted with like stickers and shit. But. Oh man, well, I didn't. I didn't even like get fined for that. Like, how is that their responsibility? Technically, it's graffiti, and it's the mm. attendees who are doing it. Uh, 
That's well, true. I didn't know sticker bombing is graffiti too. I thought it was just the spraying the spray paint. Oh, I don't yeah, know if they call it graffiti, graffiti, but yeah. Well, I will be honest. Like I used to be somewhat of a graffiti artist down in Florida. We'd find these canvases on property that was basically not owned anymore, <laughs> and we just basically graffitied the like the like the concrete walls. We didn't do anything profanity wise. We were just good graffiti artists providing some art. Yeah, it uh, also wasn't like a, like an inhabited public space, not like the middle of Pittsburgh. But yeah, not, not, I, I can't really understand like. Like, why are they so mad about that? Like, are they really going to find them like two hundred and fifty dollars, like per sticker? That's crazy. That is bullshit. What the hell, so, like the language. Yeah, if I was in charge of that con, I'd be like, "Yo, I didn't do that." Like, you know, find them. Right. Well, it's crazy. I, yeah. yeah, that's 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 blasphemy. I mean, other people have also suggested that they put a um a. Re- a removable sticker pole that you can just carry with you and then auction it off. Huh. That way, it doesn't have to stay in the you know in the premises of the convention center or what have you. Considering the fact that you know Anthrocon is one of the, the used to be like the largest uh, furry con on the planet, and they give so much money to the economy of Pittsburgh, like over a million dollars like every year, probably more than that. But, like even like local businesses will change like the names of their restaurants or establishments like to cater to furries. Pretty crazy. So I don't know why they're so upset about this. Like that that kind of ah, I don't know, man. Or like probably rub a lot of people like the wrong way. Suppose you're right. But still the Council of Pittsburgh just loves them so much. In fact, <laughs> they love them so much that they let them parade out, out in the streets. Mm, yep. And also, they love them so much that actually, furries were actually brought into the new studios explaining what Anthrocon is and its history. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was um, hosted by uh, Cuddlepup. And then I think it's like four, five other uh, fursuiters like, with him. And, you know, explaining the history of it. Cuddlepup's been around like, forever. Probably yeah. over 20 years at this point. Oh. I mean, yeah, um, I know Anthrocon gets so much press about it that, you know, news outlets come there all the time. Yeah. And it seems like, at least like more and more now, like every year, it seems like the mainstream media is more uh, welcoming to furries. You know, like they're not trying to like make fun of us or anything like, like they used to. Well, generally, uh, I mean, a lot more of the other groups have been more welcoming to as well. Yeah, I, I guess because like it probably became like more mainstream. I guess the last few years, probably due to like social media. Oh, oh, cute! I oh, you bork. This yeah. will work. Now, I I get this. Here's the thing though: um, furries have already crossed that Rubicon of being mainstream now. So, yep, it's more like now. Now the main mainline news has kind of just been a bit more cozy to furries. More oh, about, you know, I remember explaining... some of the early news stories of it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, right. They used to call it like a, a fetish, and like all these people are like dangerous or whatever. Like they're freaks. Yeah, uh, they uh, they made fun of us quite a bit for good reason. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucking weird, but you know. <laughs> 
uh, that that um how was it that CSI episode really didn't do us any favors either. Like after oh, that, you know, that's when that the media kind of like jumped I, on it. I I cannot believe I watched that. I will never watch that again. That was fucked up. I've only ever seen loading. clips from it. <laughs> I don't know. It actually weird. it actually really infuriated me. But after that, years later, like there's been other shows, like TV shows that actually featured real furries, like at a convention. I think I've seen that before. I like music videos. They actually hired real furs for it. Mm-hmm. So they don't look as bad as the costumes did, you know, back then. I like clockwork creatures. Those are my favorite fursuits, but geez, aren't they expensive? Yeah, dude. Fursuits are very expensive. More so now in this era of like friggin' patient stuff. Anyway. Um, interesting live comment. No dragons, please. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this one's about the um the sticker poll. But did the object consent to being stickered? How dare you oppress its desire to have paint someday? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Goodness. Was it just that one poll? Or were there more than one? If they're charging like 250 per sticker, and it equates to like over $13,000, you have to imagine that there might be like hundreds of stickers around, probably. It's wild. Well, maybe not hundreds. I don't know. But, but a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever the case may be, it's 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 in and around the convent, you know, the convention space. It's so. weird though. Like, I've been to Anthrocon like three or four times, and that always happened. Stickers all over the damn place. No one cared about that back then. Till now, I, I guess, right? Maybe it was just a little excessive. I don't know. Right. Still. It's funny, I was at a convention too, just the last, just the past week. Anime one, mind you, but yeah, I didn't see any of those stickers in and around. They were just confined to the art, the artist spaces, being sold and stuff. Right. So, well, I think overall, you know, furries could be a little bit more d- destructive sometimes when the other destroy hotels or etc. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's it a little wild sometimes. <laughs> what? Not the pizza and bathroom thing. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, more than that, more than that, more than that. That's, that's just one of the few ways that furry, when furries get destructive. Or, or like flooding the hotel. I think that was at rain first. <laughs> Putting diapers on cars and crap. Oh my god. Ew. Yeah, yeah it's pretty nuts. It only takes a couple of people to like ruin it for everyone, you know. Damn, Anthrocon must I do, have been pissed. Though. I do thirteen grand remember for that. Episode. I remember the episode I was in called uh, what, "Readers Beware" or something, where we were talking about how Bur- furries went to a college and educated other people about furries, and they, uh, beca- I believe, became furries, and they made, brought the cakes and said that said. Sorry, we made we made you furries. <laughs> that takes us back. That was that was in one of our topics that stuck with me. Mm. All right, 
now to um <laughs> to get past the um the hubbub about all that conven all the convention scenes and we know now there's a couple more other news items that we have on the docket. Righto. First up, um and who loves the old old style of fantasy movies? You know, your Lord of the Rings, your Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, of course. Well, oh, I remember that movie. I actually went to see it in theaters when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I love Narnia, don't get me wrong, I really do. And now Netflix has acquired the rights to develop the Chronicles of Narnia movies and series. Oh, so how are they going to ruin it? Hmm. What? Ooh, right. ooh, what was that um, controversial show that was banned in Egypt recently? Cleopatra. Oh, yes, uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. I wonder wow. if they're going to hire the director of that and the writers of that to do this. This happens all the time with with Netflix. You know, there's like that meme, like that trope, where Netflix adaptation is like something kind of similar to the original material, but it's like warped and twisted in a weird, like politically correct way or whatever. Yeah, they, they tried to do that to uh, to Cleopatra, and uh, Egypt was pissed, and Greece too. But that's wow. a different thing. Sure yeah. That's yeah. what Netflix does, though. You know, right? But now Gotta make it's... the money. It's an interesting thing because now Netflix is um getting the director of the Barbie movie, Greta Gerwig, to um to do to do this adaptation. Okay, so this is gonna be a like a series, right? Like not a movie. Well, the host two new movies based on the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, okay. So- Two new ones, like they're not based on the original, like a Lion Witch Wardrobe. I mean, yes, we Prince had Caspian. Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian. We got up to the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and then it just kind of all, you know, went flatlined. Yeah. And you know what? I was, you know, like if we if that thing had continued, we probably would have ended up with what another three more Narnia movies. Like, yeah, like next the... of which would be in the silver, you know, the silver chair. Right, I was just gonna say that. Unlike the, that ape, like the shapeshifter who pretended to be Aslan, like right before the destruction of the world. Spoiler alert: Narnia's gone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but now it's kind of interesting too. Um, like, whatever your thoughts on the Barbie movie, like the person who's helming that movie is helming this Narnia adaptation. Is that a good thing? I mean, who knows? Like, we've made our um, what we thought about the Barbie movie in a, a couple of episodes back, right, Noble? Yeah, I still got to go watch that. Yeah, I'm hoping next but... week. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, something recently came out about that, or it was either one of like the, the directors or like a producer. They were saying that it's not supposed to be a feminist movie, something like that. They got some controversy, you know, hot water or whatever. I don't know. Wait, I thought really? it was a pretty funny idea. Yeah, I thought it was like a kind of funny idea, you know, like satire. Even like the like the original original Barbie from like the nineteen fifties. She had a particular outfit, and they had that in the movie too. So pretty, you know, they did their research at least. Well, I got to see some of the behind the scenes footage <clears throat> of the uh, actual set. The main actress was going around and showing some things off, and I'm sitting there thinking. Yeah, I really should go see this. 
Like just the work and detail they put into the whole um, sets and everything was amazing. It's yeah, just yeah. making you wonder what they're going to do with Narnia, though. Ooh. I mean... Uh. Oh, they're probably going to turn Aslan into a tiger because he's a trans species. So he, he identifies as a tiger, so they're probably going to do that. Liger be better? I, I don't know. Liger would be better. Yeah, Ligers are pretty cool. Are they are actually real? Yeah. yeah they yes, they are. Dude, they're can't enormous. Ligers can't reproduce. That's the only problem, and it's only when the sex of, I think it's the male or the female, eh, anyway. You, you could, you, there's another species, as, uh, subspecies as well, but it's born when the uh, lion and tiger are the opposite, gender-wise. Hmm. Interesting. But I mean, hearing... like, uh, you know, donkeys, like donkeys, I don't think they can reproduce. Can they? I'm not sure. No, they can't. That's how where mules so. come from. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so, I did hear another rumor, Narnia? though, about stuff like this. Uh, they've been talking about how foxes and wolves reproduce. What? No, they can't. Yeah, they call I, that's what I'm thinking. It's not possible. No, that it was coyotes. Possible. Coyotes. Uh, coyotes? Oh, thank you. I thought it was wolves. Okay, wolves and fox. fox no, no, wolves correct? and coyotes. Oh, wolves, wolves and coyotes. And coyotes. Okay, okay. Thank it's the you. same as uh, I think it's the brown bear and the arctic bear, polar bear. have oh. been. Uh, oh, I wonder what they're going to make. Well, they've already got uh, them in the wild. So. Oh God! Oh man, they're going to be even worse. They have to be a lot worse. Well, did you know that polar bears are like one of the only species of animals that actively hunts humans? Them and Which lions. Uh, polar bears. Polar bears? I thought grizzlies did. Mm, nope. nope. Polar bears. They're way more violent. You do not want to be anywhere near those things. Well, a human's Ooh. basically a walking um, food stand, so do you think they're going to ignore that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, people have died from grizzly bears, too. But it's, it's not like, you know, they were actively being hunted. It's kind of like... Uh, well, they wolves are not like on their that, territory and... Wolves won't be like that. Like, they will chase you out of their territory, but they will not attack you. They'll scare you out. But they will not, unless you uh, come there as a threat, then the whole pack is going to shred you. Yeah, about 90% uh, I of the time. see there was a pack of wolves in Russia that were actively hunting humans at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. Russian wolves? Красивый. <laughs> what was that, um, that, that movie about the lion that was hunting um, humans? They found, like, oh, wait. Parts in a cave. Uh, I remember heard that? of that movie. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. It was a big lot. Uh, oh, shit. What's the name of that? Yeah, it came out like, I think, 20, 30 years ago or something like that. But it was based oh, on no, a true no. story. Oh, I thought like, you were talking about the one that was the remake when the bit, this massive lion is trying to get into this truck attacking the, to get the family. No, it's a no this, this is like a, a true story that happened uh, in Africa. There, there was like this one, I think maybe one or two lions that was like killing people. And like bringing their oh, bodies like back to a cave, and they ended up like trying to find this lion and like hunt him down. It was a it was a, a really big story. And they made a movie. Yeah, about it. I think the vehicle blew up. What there was a vehicle that blew up in it, right? To kill I the other know. lion. There was also a movie in Australia going back somewhat where we had a giant. I think it was a giant crocodile that went around eating people. 
actively hunting. Oh, yeah. I've oh, seen my that God. One. That's terrible. Uh, Komodo. How about Komodo and Curse of the Komodo? Throwbacks. Those things are like living dinosaurs. The yeah, and the saliva kills you. It's very toxic. It's I believe it's got botulin, botulin toxin in it, which can kill you. It's it's extremely dangerous. If you come within contact of botulin toxin, which I heard was found in Komodo dragon saliva, yeah, you're as good as dead. Because yeah, I used to be into Komodo dragons back when I was a kid. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Oh, I just so, found it. It was called uh, the Ghost in the you. Darkness, ninety six. What's the um, uh changes they're wanting to make to the new Narnia series. I mean, let's be real here. If Netflix has got their grubby hands on it, you can probably imagine that the everyone else is like every single current movie goes fear of it, you know? What the main characters get rev slot, you know, the Pevensies mm. get blackwashed. You can imagine um, you know, what's Aslan gonna be if he, if he's not a lion? It's gonna be adapted <laughs> to modern audiences. If you want to, so technically, yes. You, if they were to change the time when Narnia came out to modern day, they could have a more "quote unquote" diverse cast. If you want to put it that way. However, (laughs) if they want to go back to what was it, the nineteen forties when this when Narnia was based, yep. You'd have you'd be a little bit more uh, limited to the uh, diversity, quote unquote. You could. Uh, toss in there. Well, in that case, it would be a totally different movie, a whole different story if, if it took place in like a different timeline. Because like, th- there's a very like specific chronological history of Narnia and the human interactions that they had like th- through the the portals. They're able to access that fantasy land, and well, it all you know takes place over a certain amount of time. So, if, what are they going to do it like 2023? Like, what the hell? I don't think so. I, j- just at a um... You know, you want to toss some things out there. Let's say, for instance, after the World War Two, the the whoever inherited the portal moved to America, and I don't know, got married there either themselves or their kids ended up getting married to you know whatever race you want to toss in there. And then the, the those kid the kids of those parents then turn around and end up going through the portal to a whole new world, you know, and new characters and everything in there. So it's basically a whole new story, and not just taking what we had previously and you know reusing it. I, I don't know about that though. I think it was the year two thousand five hundred and fifty-five, where Narnia itself was completely destroyed, like the end of the world. And that took place in human years, I think, in like the late fifties or something. So I don't know how they're going to work with that, unless they want to just make something else up completely and call it Narnia, you know, for like wow. that cash grab label. Right, and here's the thing: like, where are they going to go? Are they going to start it from scratch again, or are they going to pick up after Voyage of the Dawn Treader? If they did that, that'd be cool. Because again, like, it's been like what the thirteen year stasis since we've ever had a new Narnia release. Yeah. Really loved the first one. That was awesome. I mean, I watched The Voyage of the Dawn Treader on the big screen. Nice. So I watched I watched the car, uh, Chronicles of Narnia at it was movie theater. I don't remember the name of it, but it's one of the five-star movie theaters. We watched it on this massive <laughs> screen screen. It was on Christmas. 
Right. Cool. But here's here's the thing that I do find interesting about the Chronicles of about what's happening as of late right now. Like the big name movie and you know, the these big name studios are bent on acquiring the rights to these things, you know. Like we ha- let's say like we had the Lord of the Rings get this you know, the, it got snapped up by Amazon. Now Nani is snapping up being snapped up by Netflix. And it's it's gotta make you wonder. You know, you can't help but wonder what are they, what are they trying to do with with such well known properties like these. Was there uh, anything particular in the news story that um, explains the path they're planning to take, quote unquote? I mean, realistically, given that um, not if you've seen the treat, given that you've seen the treatment that the Lord of the Rings has received, then. Yeah, you kind it kind of makes you wonder what you know you, you don't feel too optimistic about what they're trying to do. Yeah. Kind of makes me glad I'm not Amazon Pride. Was a billion dollar failure. I wonder how much money they're going to invest in Narnia. Maybe half of that? I don't know. It really doesn't matter how much money you throw at a project, so long as you have good writers and like a good story, you know, relatable right. characters and, and interesting plot. Well, it yeah. starts from the writers. Then it goes to the director, then it goes to the actors, and then it goes yeah. to when they just, you know, splurge it all out everywhere, you know, spray it into everyone's um, living right. room. Right, and here's, here's a funny thing I'd want to segue into, because, you know, I say Lord of the Rings and Narnia, because those two are great are stories written with, like, very, very certain underpinnings on which their foundation is built upon, you know. Yeah, even, like, back the in the day, speak, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were friends. I mean, you know, Lewis basically made Narnia allegorical, and yeah. Although, if you take that away, though, actually, I do want to say this, though. There is an atheist version of the Chronicles of Narnia. It's called the Golden Compass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, okay. Damn, that was a while ago. The Golden Con- Compass? Yeah, so they had polar bears in it. <laughs> the Golden oh, Compass got its, uh, has a TV series to it now. I forget the name of it. However, the TV show itself was actually quite good. Depending, though. I mean, it looks like they went through this whole story with the TV show instead of with the movie where they just sort of got to a certain point like, uh, we fucked up and just stopped. <laughs> uh, his Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. That's yeah. the, uh... Damn, I think I only saw The Golden Compass like once years ago. Probably close I to, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. There's like right. two or three seasons to the show. So. It was kind of whatever it is, though. But oh, I never saw that. Of, you know, speaking of that stuff and polar bears and stuff, there's a live comment here I kind of wanted to highlight. May start to shock. Um, to go back into the whole best thing of, you know, making stuff. Hold up. So if a black bear and a polar bear made it, would that make a panda? <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. One would hope. That's a good question. Maybe. That is like when a uh, different breeds of dogs um, have offspring, you know, they share patterns and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you, you get mutts. You get. <laughs> well, if they're crossbred between only two dogs, it's only hybrid. But if it's th- multiple dogs, you, you know, hybrid breeding with another dog, that's going to turn the dog into a mutt. It's going to turn the pups are going to come out as mutts. And technically, but, that's the kind of uh, dog you want to get since they 
usually huh? have less problems than purebreds? Purebreds are... Look, I have a friend of mine who's got a Pomsky. Oh, a, a, a Pomeranian and a Husky? Yeah, they can actually... Well, they can't do it, of course. They do it through a donut. Uh, the Pomeranian is the donor for the female Husky, if you get what I'm saying. Huh, okay, yeah. So the pom, so the husky is like a surrogate mother, if you think of it that way. Technically, all dogs can breed with each other, but you have to kind of wonder, like, if a chihuahua and a German shepherd were to get together, I mean, like, you know, how how big would the babies be? Like, wouldn't that kill the mother if it was a chihuahua? I don't know. No. It might. We just—it's just a discovery people recently made. Pomskys are like a newer breed. It's been recently discovered, and my cousin has two as well. Right now, to kind of wrap up this whole this whole little segment here, like, what? How do you guys feel about this? What do you think? Like, are you feeling optimistic that we might finally get Narnia back, or is this adaptation going to make Narnia exactly what it's what its atheist forebear is? You know, make this adaptation is going to be like the Golden Compass too. I'm sorry, but uh, Netflix, I, I I don't trust you. I, I can't trust you, not with... Um, the only thing I watch on Netflix is BNA and B-Stars, nothing else. Yeah, well, if they get their hands on Nonia, they're probably going to ruin it. You know, just use this right. title oh, to, you know, like, to get popularity, you know, influence, money, and all that. And wow, throw in agendas. It's probably what's going to happen. It's not exactly optimistic when you find out that um, the director of this Barbie movie, Greta Gerwig, you know, raises a universalist, and and you know what, like she took, and it's kind of a worry that if you took if you take out the Christian underpinnings from Narnia, like I said, you get the Golden Compass, you get you know, you get a story that just doesn't seem coherent. So, ultimately. Knowing how Netflix's track record with respecting the source material doesn't make you optimistic, does it? <laughs> Respect. That's funny. They don't. Right. Because we all know how well the, um, they, Netflix, you know, Amazon did do the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they turned Galadriel into a whiny Karen. The heck? <laughs> She's supposed to be like you know, otherworldly and like from a bygone era, and, like powerful and wise and has like a commanding presence not some you know whiny little bitch who wants to like get anything she wants just by demanding it and scowling they did her dirty for sure can i bring up a disney movie that i would never watch again it really pissed me off well there's plenty man there's take your pick <laughs> mowgli jungle book no, the one is called Mowgli. It is related to the Jungle Book, but the way they made the wolves look is so terrible, it will basically rot your eyes out. And not to Never mention what it. they did to all the characters and what was going on in there, and there were so many gruesome deaths. I would never watch that movie again. Well, I imagine they tried to uh, call it a live-action only they use oh, mostly CGI. Yeah, exa yes, exactly. Like but Lion the live King. The, the, the newer live action one that's not Mowgli, but the other one, I like that one better. Because, <laughs> of course, they did the right, they did it all correctly. 
Can you imagine what they'd do? It, how people would freak out if they had an actual bear and a kid in a movie together acting? For the most oh, part, goodness. Nope. Mm-hmm. Before CGI, you know, they did stuff like that. Like that. Remember, um, like that really famous uh, lion. Like before a movie starts, is like growling. Yeah, that's a real lion. They didn't have CGI back then. They actually had a freaking lion like on a stand. They recorded him roaring. And then put that in like most uh, movie. I forgot like what company did this, but you said MGA or MGM, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one with the lion. It's MGM. Yeah, that was a real Uh-oh. wild lion. In fact, it wasn't even. Staged I know. At all. I saw like, that. that. That pissed me off. Hey, hey, hey! That was Leo the lion. Thank you very much. Oh wait, 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 wait! Oh my gosh! Hold on, hold on! It's just—it's just how somebody said it to me. If I, I deeply apologize. Oh my gosh! What okay. the hell? Um, just so you understand, I'm just. No, that's Leo the lion. Oh my gosh! I thought Leo the lion was another lion I've been hearing about. I so, deeply apologize, Noble. Please forgive me on that one. Oh my god! The original one. That's oh, the original shit. one. Sorry. No. Uh, no, no. There's a couple. Oh. Stakes, Jackie, Billy the lion. Dinner, George Leo. Okay, so I can't pronounce that. Damn, okay, really? So it's okay. not that line that you were just mentioning. No, these. This was. Uh, oh my god, the over the years. I I thought I screwed up. I really thought I screwed up. I am so sorry. Nah, you're, you're fine. Oh, oh wow, I got scared for a second. I thought I'd be. I thought I was going to get kicked out of the podcast right then and there. No, you should oh. actually go look them up because this is a huge story to them. Oh yeah, it's, they strap a lion to the table and get it to roar out of a out of a background. Um, it's weird. When you go to the Wikipedia page, the nineteen seventy five lion they had, he wasn't strapped to a table. They just had a camera right up close to him. Oh, okay, okay, I don't that's know how they good. The okay, now that's a bigger weight off my chest. Well, they got lucky that they this somehow were able to record him like I, roaring I, twice. I see. This isn't like Milo and Otis, so. Oh. Oh, do you know the history with Milo and Otis? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the lions they used in this, it looks like they didn't actually go to the whole point. They they used more quote unquote domestic type lions versus just pulling one out of the wild. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, ooh, ring, oh, I'm shaking up. <laughs> The misunderstanding right there. No, it's a really interesting history, the line they used for that, um, you know, raw. Yeah. I, I thought it was just one line. I didn't realize they had a bunch of them. I only just found this out looking at it. Yeah. I know. So, in other news, just to touch this up, like with, with what time we've got left, um, who's see who's watching? Well, the world burn, or well, in fact, France. <laughs> I've seen news articles. Yes, um, apparently the the head honcho of France himself has um, blamed something we've all not has taken the blame on video games for the cause of the rioting it couldn't possibly be the people protesting against government policies no way it's got to be the violent video games right 
Yeah, it's gotta be that. Uh, GTA, Red Dead Redemption, Far Cry, yes, all my favorite games that are extremely violent. What about in this one case, of those um, play school games or Barbie games that you can buy? Right, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You play a game like that and what you about suddenly that? become crazy bugger. Oh, what about look at the world leaders turn to an outdated explanation? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, he sounds like a total boomer. You know, back in like the late 90s and stuff, they would ban, like, or, or blame video games and stuff, like, for violence or kids, you know, being distracted or whatever. But, uh, it's 2023, and he's he's still right. doing it. What the hell? Yeah, right, right the same paragraph, yeah, in the late uh, 1990s, yeah, exactly. First-person shooter games. And it's not just that, too. Like, even then, like, even the Brazilian president, Lula, blamed, you know, video games for teaching kids to kill. Uh, hang yeah. on. No, wait, wait, wait. They're saying teaching kids to. They're not saying... Uh going out and performing these actions just because they did it in game. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Because that's, that is different compared to how it was said before. Before it was violent video games cause kids to become violent. Whereas what they're saying here is that it's, this is, they're being, it's a method for teaching, which is a different saying. Interesting. They're probably like just blaming this on video games because they don't want to take accountability for themselves like protests you know going on in their country because of bad government policy they're just like oh yeah, it's, it's gotta be the games right oh, that, that's where all the violence comes from for sure yeah okay and what next thing you know if you play too much games you basically can set parts of the country on fire <laughs> right speaking of fire man you know i was playing spire the dragon and i just had like this urge to to breathe fire and, and kill sheeps but, uh, you know, can't really do that. Actually, I can. <laughs> you know, the other day, I, the other day I, when I was at the anime convention this, you know, the past week, you would Wait, not believe... Wait, like, you're not, your element's I not fire, called, it's electricity. Dude, I get called, I'm the one who gets called fire a lot of times, more often than not. Yeah. Uh, Wait, really? <laughs> purple. purple? They think you're a drag. They, they, they think you're a dragon. <laughs> well, He's just a purple tree rat. He's so cute. Dude, same thing happened to me like, when I had like um my light purple like lavender uh spike hoodie from MLP. People thought it was Spyro, and I was like, ah, no, uh, it's not. Joel, look oh. at Voxcar, the Husky's last comment. Yes. Okay, Voxcar, the Husky. Government, why would they protest us? Some Karen, probably video games or something. Government, I knew Mario sixty had something to do with this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Damn it, Mario. How dare you? And to think you just had a movie come out. Oh, this dude. Yeah, and that movie totally smashed it. Yeah, they did awesome. Yeah, and now it's a, it's a billion dollar movie. Crazy, I right? I still oh, have goodness. not seen that I want to. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> oh, I, maybe, I don't know. If by it is, I swear point, I'm going to watch mean, it by tonight. This point, by this point, it should have been out on, you know, on DVD. On okay. Hulu, maybe. Streaming services. Oh, man, it's got to be on, please let it be Netflix. I, I don't know about you guys, but I much preferred having, like, a video shop where you could go in and just buy bloody everything. But nowadays, it's like the supermarket's the only place you can get this shit from. 
Yeah, dude, like going to like Blockbuster back in the day, that was like I a freaking experience. No, no, yeah, not, it was, not, not cool. was good. Not, not renting was... movies, but to go out and buy them. Uh, places like Maya, uh, H&M, places like that would sell okay. DVDs. I mean, you can buy from Blockbuster. Yeah, Blockbuster would sell them, but they would primarily be a renting place. Where, I mean, even in my city, we had a store dedicated to selling nothing but CDs and movies. That's it. Uh, you know something? I uh, remember this Blockbuster I used to go to had like the, the mirror pillars, you know, like the pillars with the mirrors all around them. That's like Not some really. 90s shit. And I remember when I was a toddler... I was running around there like I always did. My mom was looking for movies, and I would bust my head on this on one of those and crack it. Hmm. And my mom was forgiven. Luckily, she said the manager was like, "Don't worry, we'll fix this. You don't have to worry about any costs. Accidents happen. It's just like your kid. Go have a good day and get him looked at." <laughs> That's what my mom told me. I couldn't remember it. There is a place actually like right by me, like a couple blocks away. It's been there for like 30 years. They primarily sell uh, vintage like records. Is it, is, like, it still, is it still there? I think so. I haven't been there I'm in a while. Up, hey, yeah. Stay there. I'm on my way. I'm coming with you. We're going to check it out. And I'm paying. It's, it's pretty records. cool, man. Like They got a bunch of vintage stuff there. It's like going back yeah. in time almost. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy now. All that stuff is just gone out in the way of the thing. Unless you really are dedicated to the art of collecting, then well, yeah, like, oh, there's no more physical are, media anymore. There are records uh, in my state. There is a ton of them, but when it comes to new release movies. It's more like the supermarket, uh, Big W. So if you're an American, you'd be Walmart. Um, yeah, that's basically it. So the options have just shrunk. I mean, we had a music store down here called Sanity, and they have unfortunately. Yeah, and now they've basically gone into liquidation. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah, but alas, that's just the way things are heading now. It's all digital. But even I mean, then, Target. Target here has even stopped selling CDs. I mean, Kmart in Australia, at least the ones near me, they don't sell uh, movies or TV, movies or discs anymore. It's gone. Didn't they have yeah. like a, a bargain bin, like on clearance and stuff? You can get like a, a bunch of movies for like a few bucks. Not for a long time. Damn. Well, I can't remember the last time I actually bought a DVD. Uh, <laughs> it might have been over a decade ago. I don't know. Uh, I remember I used to go to GameStop when I had a PS2 and buy PS2 games. The last one I ever bought was Scarface. I'm talking video games. Yeah, PS2. Great system. Yeah, you ever heard of that video game? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, that game was wicked. I played and beat the shit out of that one. But but wait a minute. Does that make you feel like you have violent tendencies? That you no, want to protest no, no, the no. Government? It's, it's, it's strictly <laughs> in the game. It was strictly in the game. I never let it take control of me it was I just, yeah i was i was gonna say because like i i that's how i keep it it's like grand theft auto for example it's just a game don't reenact it you dummy so a question i do have regarding the whole policy thing 
in France. What exactly are the reasons why people are protesting? What laws or I policies? I think are somebody in? somebody was killed. So you could argue, you know, uh, an Algerian man was killed, like a teenager was killed. It was basically radical BLM members taken to the right. streets and setting stuff on yeah. fire, you know, as they do. So Here in America, they caused two billion worth of damage. Now here's the thing: the French, the French have a history of knowing how to set things on fire. So, <laughs> yeah. yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, once upon a time, it was just lobbing off heads, but uh, right, you know, yeah, Jacobin. Progressive. <laughs> 1793, I think. Yeah, that was crazy. Even like mm. the dude Robespierre, the guy who started the whole revolution. By the end of it, he also got guillotined. Uh-huh. Ooh, the irony. Does that is that still a death sentence? In France, decapitation? I don't think they do that anymore. Is that the only place they ever did it, though? It's the most French uh, death device. Guillotine oh, yeah, I know. In, back in those days, France, France was known for the guillotine. In England, it was basically the axe. Mm. Oh, America, yeah, the axe. Stakes or, or uh, as they call it, the block. The block. Yeah, that too. All right. I got that from Skyrim. Anyway, all right. So I believe that's um, that's all the time we got for this week. Oh, I'm in a sad face. So, um, who'd like to close this up with a closing statement? I think I'm good. Yeah, all good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no more. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I see. Just I don't know. Half the time, it's insane. Mm. Yeah. When is it not? And what about you, Avira? Well, I think the whole uh, Arctic fox or, or wolf, whatever it was, a puppet, <laughs> was pretty cute, honestly. Yeah. Um, I really do appreciate like, like the, the creativity of the furry fandom, you know? Something. Like this, you know, totally goes viral. And the moment you guys it, brought it, it was, that you know, up, it just had fun. me curious. It was like super fun, you know, really cute. So, uh, good for that. Um, I don't yeah, know. I bet exactly you're happy that I showed st- you guys that picture. Yeah, I don't actually know like the stats of Anthrocon, but I believe they had well over like 2,500 fur suitors. Last time I was there a few years ago, it was, it was about 2,000, but I think it's more than that now. Damn. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. As for, uh, uh, Narnia and Netflix. I hope they don't mess it up. You know, I really love Narnia, even though I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe a bit too old for it mm-hmm. now. But I mean, still appreciate you know a good fantasy story. So hopefully Look, they they stay true to the uh, material and don't uh, mess it up. Want to know something? You don't have to worry. That mo- you're not too old for it. I'm 32, and I watch Balto still. Oh, yeah, Balto's great. Yeah, that's a hell of a good movie. I still, I got all three discs. Just don't let reality set in for you. Yeah. All right. The- that's pretty much it. That's pretty all much right. it. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did making it. As always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more further down the line. Well, this is us signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. I'm going to touch the grass. See ya!
Gracias. Bueno.